Welcome to Step Monsters, a podcast all about the highs and lows of step parenthood. I'm Elise and this is Bailey. We're two friends bonded by this crazy stepmom world. Welcome back, Step Monsters. We're super excited to be here. A little bit of a change in perhaps audio this time. Elise, you want to tell them why? Yeah, so we're actually recording together for this episode. It's our first one that we're in the same place. And we're super excited for that. But it's been so nice. Bailey and her husband have been staying with us this week in Chicago. So it's been awesome having you guys here. I feel like I have a second wife. <laughs> Sister wife. Can you stay forever? <laughs> My husband and I actually talked before because like we've gone on vacation with you guys and we have gone to Sedona together. So I feel like we've spent a lot of time together, but we've never spent this much time together. And you know how sometimes that is with friends. Like you you can be like besties, but then you go on like a week-long vacation with them. And by the end, you want to murder each other. For sure. My husband and I were like, shit, what if that happens? <laughs> like, what if we... Sorry, guys, our podcast is no longer. What no. if we don't get we, along? And I we have it's been great i mean you guys are like totally rolling out the red carpet for us and we so appreciate it but it's fun i mean it's it's just a a nice change of pace so we're really excited um we had kind of a hard time figuring out what we wanted to talk about today because there's so much we've done a lot of polls and had a lot of really great conversations with everyone on our instagram over the last couple of weeks but the one thing that's been coming up more often, I feel like, is the topic of disengaging. And for those that don't know what disengaging is, it's essentially when you make a conscious choice as a stepmom to step back instead of leaning in. And that means a variety of things. It could mean that you're not as involved in parenting with the kids. It it means you've chosen to not be involved with communication with the bio mom. It means you've chosen to let go of whether or not you agree with your husband's parenting styles with his kids. And a lot of you either don't know how to disengage or you feel guilty and you beat yourself up. Well, I think there's the other piece also that disengaging when you've been doing all of the things means that your husband or your significant other has to step up and start doing more in their role as a parent. So I think there's also a bit of like a, are they going to do the things that I need them to do for this to work? Yeah, that has been a point of contention for a lot of you that have messaged us. So let's let's unpack the disengaging scenarios a little bit. The first one that I want to touch on is disengaging with the kids. So to me, disengaging with the kids meant if they were rude to me, for example, or I asked them to do something and they either ignored me, talked back, didn't do it. And it was something that we were trying to get done, like get ready for school. Instead of me escalating and ending up like losing my shit, I instead would just tell my husband, I asked them to do this and now I'm going to go get myself ready and you can deal with the ramifications of whatever comes. Because for me, mentally, patience is not a strong suit of mine. My husband will attest to this, but it was becoming mentally detrimental for me to feel powerless and to feel like I'm asking you to do something or you're asking me to do something, but you've been an asshole to me all day. And I'm just all of a sudden obligated to oblige. And for me, I didn't like that feeling at all. And I had to tell my husband, listen, like this is not working for me. I'm choosing to set the standard for how I'm going to be treated. And this is the standard that I'm going to set moving forward with your kids. And he at first was kind of like, well, but you're, I mean, you're a mom for them 50% of the time. So you should be able to discipline them or you should be able to set those boundaries on your own. And while he's right, that wasn't my reality at the moment. And it was just more mentally draining for me to constantly feel like 
I had to do that and also put my own mental health at risk. And I think when emotions are high, it's for me, it was, I'm going to take a step back from the situation because I don't want to make it worse. You know, I'm not their parent. And of course, they know that. And so when it comes for me, it's a totally different communication in their mind. And I think it just sometimes when you're in an emotionally heightened situation, it just can make things worse. I totally agree with you. The other piece of disengaging, which I kind of alluded to this earlier, is disengaging with your husband or your significant other. And I don't mean like disappear as a wife or a significant other. There have been so many people that have commented. And even I sometimes still deal with feeling this way where I disagree with the way that he's chosen to handle a situation. It could be discipline. Last week, it was my stepson's room looked like it was a scene from Chernobyl. (laughs) And our cleaning lady like sent me pictures. That's how bad it was. Literally, our cleaning lady sent me pictures of his bedroom. And Shout prior, out to her. I know she listens. She so does listen. Thanks for dealing with that hot mess. Thank you for dealing with that. I'm so sorry. It will not happen again. It was humiliating. <laughs> but for me, yes, I can close the door. And most of the time, I choose to just close the door and ignore it. Like, you have to live in that filth. And that's your choice. But sometimes it gets so bad where I'm like, okay, you're asking for something extra here. He wants to go do something with his friends. He needs money for something. He wants extra time on his computer on a school day. And I'm like, okay, there's a give and take here. So let's negotiate. You need to clean out your closet because you have clothes in there that you haven't worn in seven years. Right. So let's make some progress. Gives me a little bit of satisfaction. And then he gets what he wants out of it. And I felt like that was totally fair. And my husband really stands by the, it's your bedroom. If you want to live in the filth, then that is your choice. And for me, I'm A, a control freak. B, kind of a neat freak sometimes. Like I like to organize this like, a hobby of mine, embarrassingly. You're like the, what's your name? Marie? Uh, Marie Kondo. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally watched okay. that entire series. <laughs> but my husband doesn't, that stuff doesn't bother him as much. But for me, I'm like, well, he didn't do this. So now there needs to be a consequence. Or I asked him to take the trash out and he didn't. So we need to have a conversation about it. And he's kind of just like, lets it roll off his shoulders. And like, it's fine. And there was a time early on in our relationship where I I didn't know when to stop pushing him and I would keep egging the conversation on with him. And then it would cause That's friction. Right. But yeah, then it would cause friction between the two of us. Because then now not only am I mad that the situation isn't going the way that I want it to, for no reason other than the fact that I just disagreed with the way it was being handled. My husband is also mad <laughs> because I'm nagging and I'm being annoying for something that he feels like is not a big deal. So that's hard when you have to come to terms with the fact that like, ultimately, these are not my kids. And ultimately, my husband is the parent. I may not always agree with the way that he or he and his ex-wife together decide to handle something, but I have to be okay with it because he's not my son. He's not my kid. And my husband and his ex-wife have the ultimate say in parenting choices. And that situation is hard because it's happening in your house. So, you know, if he leaves the door open, you've got to walk by. And so it's also disengaging and accepting that it is what it is. It is what it is. And you 
you have to let it go. Right. And so many messages that we get are about disagreements between parenting styles and disagreements between, you know, force them to do their homework right when they get home versus let them do it on their own time. Let them have as much screen time as they want. Don't let them have as much screen time as they want. There's so many different scenarios where that could apply. And you're totally right. I mean, there's this, such a weird dichotomy because on one hand, they're under my roof. I parent them just as often as their mom parents them. I should have a seat at the table. And I will tell you, I do have a seat at the table. And my husband listens to me, listens to my opinion, takes my recommendation in and absorbs it. So it doesn't mean I don't have a seat at the table. It's just that I don't always have the final say. Right. And that for me, I've had to really come to terms with and really struggled with a little bit because I'm I'm just a like way type A person. But I do think that stepmoms deserve a seat at the table. We just have to relook at what a seat at the table means and what that looks like. And you you also have to understand how to approach your significant other when you disagree with their parenting style. That's in our DMs conversations that we've had with some of you. I think that's a struggle for a lot of women is I don't know how how to effectively communicate how I'm feeling to get him to listen. And that's a huge piece of that. And then the end all be all is you really do have to accept that you can give your opinion in a positive way and, and tell them what you know you think the situation looks like, but ultimately it is their decision and you have to be okay with that. It's a weird feeling. It's so odd. So let's talk about some advice on how to perhaps have that conversation when there is a disagreement and when you feel like your voice isn't being heard or you don't have a seat at the table. Every time we get questions like this, I kind of wait to see if you're going to respond because <laughs> you give the best advice when it comes to the scenario. So I'm going to let you have the floor on this oh, one. Thanks. I think for me, I not just with my husband and not just with my stepkids, but in life, try to approach any situation where I feel angst with empathy first and try to assume that there is another side to the story. There are other feelings involved that I don't understand. And when my husband and I were having disagreements around this type of thing early in our relationship, I didn't understand why he wouldn't discipline more harshly. I mean, my, my mom, she was a she was a tough cookie when I was growing up. So Your stepdad I, alluded to that. Definitely. So I didn't understand why my husband wouldn't discipline in the way that I felt like was appropriate. Like that my, my mom always said, like the punishment has to match the crime. So you can't overly punish for something that wasn't really that big of a deal. And I, I agree with that. But there's been dads that have even messaged us in our Instagram that have said, I don't discipline because I'm I'm afraid to push them away. They already feel guilty for a failed marriage. They feel guilty for putting their kids in a situation that is anything but a nuclear family. And that broke my heart to hear that. But it's so true. It's totally true. I mean, there's also this like weird daddy-daughter thing that we've talked about and that we've talked to plenty of listeners about. I've had two coaching sessions talking specifically about why dads don't discipline their daughters as much or why they let them get away with murder, so to speak. It's because of the guilt. It's because they're like, I've already put them through hell. I already do enough to, to upset their apple cart. So I don't want to do anything more to push my kids away or give them a reason to not like me. And it sounds weird, like we're adults. I shouldn't really care if people like me or not. But like at the end of the day, you do. And especially people that you care about, you give a shit if they want to spend time with you or not. And right. 
The harder part about that is, is the older your kids get, even if you are in a nuclear family, they still don't want to spend time with you as much as they did when they were kids. Like they're teenagers. It just changes. It totally changes. They're they have hormones, they have moods, they have friends, they have lives outside of your home. And that's not something that's just unique to stepmoms or step parents. So I think that is super important to remember. But also remember that your significant other has feelings and reasons why they may not do exactly what you as a seemingly objective third party might be able to recommend. So this reminds me of, I saw this funny Tina Fey bit where she was talking about her teenage daughter. And she's like, it's like having a work crush. You go to their door, you knock, you're like, hey, some of us are going to be having dinner down here. Oh, you probably have plans. Never mind. Or like (laughs) stuff like that, where it's just normal teenage stuff because they're, you know, like I've said before, figuring out who they are and doing their own thing. Friends, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And that's hard to deal with regardless of your family situation. But for me, going back to how I approached it with my husband is number one, trying to understand where he's coming from. What are his feelings and what are the potential reasons why he could be doing it this way? So important. And then also approaching that conversation with care and not criticizing him right out the gate, not saying, oh my gosh, I cannot believe you didn't do that. Why didn't you do that? Because if you took that approach, he's immediately on the defense and shut down. Immediately defensive. Think about any conversation. Even if you had a fight with your bestie and you wouldn't go to her and be like, oh my gosh, you are a terrible person. I cannot believe you did that. I mean, maybe you would. And if that's you, Godspeed. But With your significant other, you cannot do that. If you care about them and you love them and you want, you want to seek to understand, seek to understand where they're coming from and then tell them, Hey, can you help me understand why you chose to handle the situation this way? Why did you do it this way? Why did you not discipline in this way? I'm just trying to understand because in my situation, I don't have a kid of my own. So parenting in general is foreign to me. So I really, that was an honest question for me. It was, I don't have kids of my own. Can you help me understand what's going on here? What am I missing? And almost every time he would say something that I actually didn't know. He would say, well, there's this going on and there's this going on and I feel this way and I feel like this is an appropriate punishment or way to handle the situation because of X, Y, Z. Almost every time I learned something that I didn't know and I was able to then take a step back and be like, okay, there actually isn't, there's more to this than I'm seeing. And it also opened up a great line of communication between the two of us because I'm learning and he's also learning. He several times has said, wow, I didn't really think about it that way. And I'm, I'm so close to the situation. I sometimes have a hard time seeing it from an outsider's perspective. So now he's learned to appreciate my perspective as long as I don't force it on him or criticize. And I've learned to appreciate his perspective. So oftentimes we find a middle ground, but I mean, you have to be an adult about it. And you, if you manage people, you especially know this because if you have someone on your team who's high performing, really great, but one day they just like lose their shit you can't go to them and be like, oh my gosh, what are you thinking? You have to say, hey, help me understand what's going on here. That was really out of character for you. Right. And the same concepts cross with your kids, with your significant other, with your friends, with anybody. So I think remembering that is super critical. I also think that if you're listening and you are on the fence of what your involvement should be and if you should try to disengage in some sort of capacity Talk to your husband about it. What do you think my role should be? What do you want my involvement to look like? 
because if the two of you can be on the same page for what your partner needs from you and you also being honest about things that you just don't have capacity for, then you're setting yourself up for success. You definitely are. Hopefully. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the ultimate goal, right? It's to thrive in your role as a stepmom and not sacrifice your own mental health right. in the process. And that's what this whole concept of disengaging is about. It's recognizing that you need to stay sane in order to be the best person possible for your family. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So the the next topic along the lines of disengaging has to do with the bio mom. There have been several of you that have messaged us saying, listen, I'm I'm the go-between between my husband and his ex-wife because they don't get along. There's a reason they're not married. So I feel obligated to be the the mediator. And I'm here to tell you right now, that is not your job. Nobody no, do it. Nobody put that on you. You are not a paid therapist. You are not a paid mediator. There are actually paid mediators that can be the go-between if it really is in fact that high conflict. So please do not feel like you have to sacrifice your own mental health in order to try to play that role because it's not gonna end well. I mean, if you have a good relationship with the bio mom and you you find joy in doing that and it doesn't cause heartache for you, then that's completely fine. But most scenarios are not like that. I still even feel like if you have a good relationship with the bio mom, that's amazing. If she tries to talk to you about stuff concerning your husband, you need to defer to him. She needs to talk to him about that. Keep your relationship positive and don't allow yourself to be put in the middle where you can be blamed. Yeah, you no, you don't want to do that. You're you're ultimately not the bio parent. So let the bio parents handle that type of stuff. And as adults and as people who had children together, they have to find a way to communicate with each other. It may not be pleasant. It might be through a court mandated app, but that's sometimes the way that it just has to be done. Well, and it's just really not fair for you to feel the stress of of the decision. And as much as I could caution against not doing that, don't put yourself in that and, and just draw a hard line and set that expectation with them ahead of time before they try to come to you with any of that stuff, I think is super important to just keep your positive relationship rolling. I completely agree. Question. So we had a couple people bring up topics of ex-spouses in each other's houses and what that looks like at drop-off and what that looks like just in general. I know you've been in your husband's ex-wife's house for like different events. She's been in your house. Actually, no. She's been in our house, but I've actually never been inside her house. But has she been inside of your house when you're not there? I don't actually think so. How would you feel if the kids invited her in when you weren't there or how do you think she would feel if the kids invited your husband in when she wasn't home? Like, would that be come an issue or what would that look like for you guys? It depends. And I say that because it depends on the relationship that we have with her. So if we were to look at our current situation, our relationship is fine. It's cordial. We're not besties by any means, but it's cordial. And I don't think sh if she were to come in my house, she would be looking for something to use against me. So that's a big part of it and would make me, if my one of my stepkids said, hey, mom, I want you to come and look at this thing in my room, or can you come help me pick out an outfit? Or can you come help me with this thing on my homework really quick, just one problem and there's nobody else here to do it. And she came in and did that one thing and then left. 
I would probably be fine with it. However, if it were a high conflict situation and I felt like her setting foot in my house would give her an opportunity to find something to use against me, I absolutely would not allow that. First, though, before, if that happened and I didn't want that to happen, I would have to gut check myself and make sure that I've communicated those boundaries ahead of time. And I can understand from a bio mom perspective, if you're going over to drop your kids off and they're like, mom, can you come in and look at this new toy? The want to tell your kid yes there. But if I've already established a boundary with you and said, you are not allowed in my house unless I am home and you do it anyways, then we have a problem. But if I've established that boundary and your kid is begging you to come in, you're an adult. It's really on you to say, I would love to, sweetie, but I'm, I'm really in a rush. I'm, I have to leave right now or make something up. Like we all blow smoke sometimes when we need to and we all get ourselves out of precarious situations when they arise. So be the adult and respect those boundaries of mine. But if you didn't set those boundaries ahead of time, my opinion is all bets are off. I mean, boundaries are there for a reason so that you can set them and so that you can hold them. If you don't communicate them, nobody's a mind reader, nobody's psychic. So that's, I don't know, that doesn't directly answer the question, but kind of gives you an idea. I think as a parent that it would be definitely a tough situation if your kid's asking you. But if I put myself in that perspective and my husband and I were divorced and he was remarried, or even if it was just him, well, if it was just him, I'd probably just be like, eh, whatever, he's not going to care. Like, I don't know. If, if we had a lot of conflict, I don't think I would want to go in. I'd just be like, oh, we can do it on the porch or yeah, yeah maybe next time, like we've got to run or go up and take a picture and come out and show me mm -hmm. some, you know, some other ways around it. But that's a tough one. It is a it tough one. It really depends on the level of conflict and how much you trust that person. Well, and whatever those boundaries are, if you trust them, if you don't trust them, set the boundary, communicate what is okay to you and what is not. I mean, we've never had to do that. She's never crossed that line anyways. So we've never had to say, hey, excuse me, you are not allowed in my house without my presence. But if that were to happen, I would immediately set that boundary and say, understand that we hadn't discussed this previously, but here are my expectations moving forward. And you have to communicate it. You have to be in alignment with your significant other. And if your kids are old enough, you can also tell them that. If I felt really strongly about that, I would tell my stepkids, I would prefer that your mom didn't come inside our house unless we're home. And you don't have to be a dick about it. But again, it is your home. It is your boundary. You are the only one that can set it and keep it. So you got to you gotta put it out there. Yeah, I can totally see how if you're in a tough situation, that would feel like a violation. Absolutely. But you can only violate rules that were known. Well, it's the juggling also of, do I need to set aside my feelings because that's what the kids want? Mm -hmm. I think is, you know, the common theme of how people are feeling about it's like a balance of do I, again, disengage with the way I'm feeling about this? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes no, yeah. right? I, I mean, there's, it depends on the situation. It totally depends on the situation. Sometimes we have to just like swallow our pride and suck it up and deal with it. But other times you're completely justified and saying, nope, not going to do that. Not having it. I'm going to choose to not attend this event. Or I'm going to choose to not attend this dinner because it's not good for my mental well-being to have to sit there and be ridiculed or have passive-aggressive comments thrown at me across the table if you all of a sudden are forced to, to go to dinner or do, do something that is out of the norm for you. Right. So the last topic that I wanted to cover was just giving you permission to not feel guilty about so disengaging. Hard. It is so hard. I mean, and alluding to just exactly what you just said, where sometimes you feel like you have to suck it up and swallow your pride and do whatever it is that you're 
feeling like you don't want to do. But the whole reason why we disengage is so that we can keep ourselves whole and keep ourselves happy and keep our boundaries that we've set for this is what I'm going to choose to engage with and this is what I'm going to ignore. So you cannot beat yourself up for that. That is not a bad thing. You stepping back is allowing everybody else the space to do whatever they need to do, act however they're going to act, assholes or not, without your mental health being negatively affected. And that ultimately will make you a happier stepmom and someone who has more patience and more tolerance for things that you, you might not feel are ideal. Definitely. I completely agree with that. So I have a friend of mine who she's a stepmom to uh, four kids and she's even set the boundary of, you know, it takes gate access to get into our house. Mom wants the gate code because, you know, she's picking up and dropping off and she's like, that's just a hard no for me. I'm not going to give her our gate code. And she honestly just doesn't feel guilty about it because that's a hard no for her. I think with the guilt piece though, that it's so easy in any capacity when, when you've got to disengage, whether it be interactions with the kids from your husband, really, I think the husband piece is the hardest disengaging from the communications and all it is. that stuff. It's the opposite of what you would normally do in a relationship. Right. And if that person doesn't take over and manage the stuff that you were doing, you feel guilty that maybe there's not as much going on or happening that, that you would have historically done. Totally. But again, we're here to tell you, do not feel guilty for this. It is for your own mental well-being. Truly. It is for the, the better of everybody in the situation. If you feel like you need to take a step back, just do it. Talk to your significant other about it. Help them understand so that they can empathize. This is, I'm going to step back from this. And this is why I feel like I need to do this. And use that as an opportunity to strengthen your communication about something that's probably really uncomfortable for both of you. Even if it's for a period of time, if you say, I'm going to step back for two weeks, make it a short period of time, see how you feel after that two weeks and then reassess it. Continue to have the conversation with your husband. If your kids are old enough, talk to them about, you know, what do I do that that I can change that's frustrating for you? Maybe yep. have some of those open, honest conversations and like we do with our husbands, get insight across the board. Absolutely. And if you really feel like you're struggling still, please reach out to us. Our DMs are always open. You can email us. Our Gmail is stepmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. Instagram is at stepmonsterpodcast. We also do one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. You can do a 30-minute coaching session. You can do a 60-minute coaching session. Our sole purpose of creating this podcast is to help. So whatever that means for you, if there's a couple DMs back and forth that will just give you a space to vent and we can give some quick, easy advice, then we're here for it. I mean, we're literally here for you that and to, reason. to give our wisdom to people that might need it and we want to help. Yeah, the good thing is too, that when you guys DM us, Bailey and I are bouncing stuff off of each other. So we're trying to give you really holistic responses to, to help with whatever situation you're dealing with because her and I have different perspectives and have dealt with different types of things. And I'm here to tell you that being able to answer and give advice to you all is so fulfilling for us as well. And you know, you're filling our cup as much as we're filling yours. So we love it. Thank you for all of those that have reached out and for those that may reach out in the future. Ditto to all of that. Have a great night, ladies.